Top Shelf Fantasy. Podcast 163. Is it October 4th? Yeah. October 4th. We are currently watching uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and Los Angeles Chargers uh, play at SoFi. Uh, game was supposed to start at 8.20. It's been delayed to 8.50 because of lightning. But they're in a dome. And they are the bolts. So it's kind of like, <laughs> shouldn't you expect this? Yeah, take the energy that's coming with it and, and go after it. Somebody's going to be like, yeah, I saw lightning. They're like, no, no, it's just the side of my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. That's oh, my game. bad, my bad, my bad. I always they, mix those two up. They were trashing the NFL in the uh, pregame because uh, one of the announcers was like, what, what's Lightning going to do? Go sideways through one of the cracks into the stadium? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he goes, he's got a good point. Yeah, they don't care about the reporters. They don't care about us. <laughs> and you know, like, this is a $5 billion stadium. I, I'm certain that they have the thing grounded. Like, if it gets hit by Lightning, everybody yeah. inside is going to be fine. Going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Top Shelf Fantasy, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, no Scotty, so no Survivor Talk. Damn. Um, <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't bad. I don't know what's going on this season. So. I know what's going on. A bunch of people were on an island. They had a couple challenges. Somebody won, and then somebody got voted off. You know what I found out, though? No, um, I saw a thing that they get paid to do it. Ten grand. They get paid contestant. to do it. They get paid. I didn't it? know this. But Is that ten, ten, 10 G's flat for the season? Ten ten thousand just to get picked to go on the show, and then if you come in like seventh place, like if you make the merge, I think you make another five grand. If you come in like seventh, you get like another five. Well, like well, they give well. all these different yeah, incentives just, to stay in the game. So makes sense. Guess so. I'll get my application yeah. in any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think that I could do it. I mean, just for uh, a month. I mean, be like eh, whatever. I, I was up for. Could you be the? Could you imagine like? Oh, I want to do this you know you know just for the love of it and then they're like oh you're gonna get paid you're even more excited and then they stick you in the middle of freaking africa <laughs> right. i'm like yeah they man you get malaria in 15 minutes yeah. that was a tough season they're in uh philippines right now i think so like there's like monsoons fruit tree- well like- there's monsoons and stuff but i'd rather like the hot warm rain than yeah, a like lion sub- yeah sub-saharan <laughs> right. africa where you're right. in a freaking desert with no water yeah that's brutal. I mean, if I was on that show, I can imagine I'd be voted off within the first 25 minutes. They'd be like, here to this You're unbearable. So freaking this annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're terrible. And I would have to win for, every immunity challenge. For, I would first love challenge, you'd be on it. screaming your head off. Oh, my and God. And they would right? be like, we cannot handle him. Jeff is like, this lady is 70 years old, and he just tried to attack her with all of his might. I'm sorry. I'm trying to win, Jeff. You just pulled this old lady's arm out of her socket trying to pull her across the finish line. <laughs> She's dogging it. Yeah. <laughs> Did I win? Did I win? Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. Uh, we were up till what twelve o'clock, twelve thirty, or something like that last night, I mean, screaming left, for left the for the, the Patriots and so, uh, hell of a game. I am hurting. <laughs> I've been like, hurting all morning. Like as soon as we wrap this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do we want to talk about the game real quick? We are Patriots fans. I know, like, yeah, unbelievable it sucks game. To, to keep talking about. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't but, know why, why. Why wouldn't people want to hear from the losing side well, of it? I well, mean, I mean, everyone, everyone's fact, happy that the Patriots lost. It's everyone's happy that Tom Brady won. Everyone is. Yeah, but you know what I'm happy about? I'm happy that the Patriots fans cheered the hell out of Tom Brady yeah. pregame. They they cheered against him for 60 minutes. They cheered when he broke the record. By the way, 
fantastic that he broke the record in Foxborough. Yeah. Um, Absolute masterclass in fandom by everybody there in attendance. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's the way it should have been. Well, so and, and it I'm was funny. They, was, they booed him the second he took his first snap, too, which yeah. was smart. Which is awesome. Like, that, was, that was the cool thing was, was like, you cheered for him 10 minutes ago, and then as soon as he's on the field, everyone booed him because that makes sense. He's the enemy now. He's the enemy now. Uh, and I am glad they didn't do what the Saints did for, with, when Drew Brees broke and the record. him like, off at midfield for 45 yeah, minutes and gave I'm, his printout. <laughs> For, I don't even know. Like the, Here's your program. Give, what like like sheriffs deputies give little children? It's a little badge. You did a great job throwing for eighty three thousand yards. Here's a lollipop. <laughs> well, who would have known what would have actually happened if he was still in a Patriots uniform and broke oh. it in Foxborough? Yeah. So a little bit. I mean, because well, yeah. they did do it. Was it was it in New Orleans when he broke it? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it would also be a lot different if he like threw for a touchdown and broke the record all at the same time. Instead, it was like a yard short, and then the officials moved it forward like another yeah. foot. And they're yeah. like, "Oh, actually, you got it." And he's Brady like, called the timeout. Yeah. And- He's like, okay, cool. Maybe they did have something queued up. They just had, you know, the yeah. people who were supposed to run it. This just did, didn't this know. did not go well. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, there was a nice prop bet that I actually wanted to put on uh, what player was going to catch the ball to break the uh, – turned out to be Mike Evans. Evans. It turned yeah. out to be Mike Evans, so Mike Evans caught that. If you put the prop bet on it, they had a 25% uh, profit boost on it. Uh, DraftKings did. And, by the way, book burners went 4-0. Fantastic day that for them. That is big. Um, so hundred dollar better up 400 bucks, $10 up 40. So if you don't follow them, uh, TSF book burners on Twitter, they make their, their picks. I think I missed the article this week. Uh, I don't think I got it up on the site in time. Uh, but the bets are on Twitter. Yeah. Either way, but the bets are on Twitter Twitter and then their logic is usually written out on the website. If you want to go and read about that as well. Uh, they've been on fire though, and the so best thing I is just they blindly they, follow, and they don't charge you for picks. Like a lot of these other sites, right. sites, whatever people, Twitter handles, they all like you know, give me fifty bucks and I'll give you my pick. It's like no, 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 no. we just give this out for free because yeah. we're nice so, guys. Want to see you win? I heard a whole in depth thing of what sports book people do is that they get a group of two hundred people together and they give half one pick, half the opposite of that pick. And then whoever's right, they go do another free trial, do the same thing. 50 get one pick, 50 get the other. So then there's a guaranteed 50 people that have gotten it right two weeks in a row. And they go, here's a five-year subscription. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why wouldn't I do this? I, I, I find that very interesting. I'm like, I don't know why. I, I, you know, it's a good thing I don't bet. But. <laughs> Psychology of a better is a weird game. To, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get into that. Uh, but yeah, I've heard that. We don't do that, so yeah. Uh, TSF book burners. And if you ever Twitter. need a seventeen, eighteen leg parlay, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, you can just. What is your? What is it? More parlays like than a, there are games. Do you have like a TSF uh, at Corey Dows at Corey Dows on Twitter? Um, yeah, he'll give you his seventeen team parlay. My fourteen team money line parlay didn't fucking lions <laughs> someday if you do it. Every every day for tw- well, listen ten, ten years ten bucks a week on a seventeen ish leg parlay is anywhere from five hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand depending on well what you pick betting. the spreads I hit a lot of spreads I do some over unders in there as well just to get see I just I pick straight up money line five dollars uh, it would have cashed out at four grand but I'm like okay so maybe next week maybe I only do like eight teams and I do the parlay I put five bucks down I could probably win a couple hundred bucks and then just increase my bankroll yep because uh, my my touchdown bets did not. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> touchdowns hit. are hard. I stay away from touchdowns. Some like sometimes the anytime score ones can hit. Like I think. Well, that's Scotty that's what Hunter I did. Henry, yeah. yeah. But like I hit first no to offense. score. I don't touch first to score. No, any anytime score. anything. Yeah. 
Anytime scores. I was even in on like reception ones and like almost every single one of them I looked at, I'm like, damn it, that's like right around where I think he's going to be. I'm like, Vegas has the number (laughs) right. I don't like it. They always know. I mean, like they are dialed in. Whoever they've got on their staff is freaking good. But like, I'm sure they have like 800,000 people and like a billion dollar computer that just does it for them. But like year long receptions, catch me. I have a hundred year long reception bets. Like I love those. Year long is great. You know, especially with the additional game this year probably going over on most of these lines because they're figuring it out just like we are but game by game man who yeah well i mean one of the future bets for uh for the book burners is cd lamb yeah. over 80 and a half catches so it should be cake but it should be cake but we'll talk about cd in a little yeah. bit uh all right some of the news uh will fuller broke a finger he's called week to week i did um, see he's out a few weeks they said yeah so yeah. they they've already called him a couple weeks i mean you know it no, Tua, it's Jacoby. That offense is, is what it is. Um, I think the, the question is, and, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, do you hold them or fold them? So we'll talk about that in the hold them, fold them segment. Uh, Andy Reid says Josh Gordon could play in week five. Uh, I don't know why you need to bring Josh Gordon in on this team. Like, what, Why do you need to do that? That's just what I don't understand. You have Tyree uh-huh. Kill, you have Travis Kelsey, you have CEH, you've got uh, – the other guy, the Marcus small Robinson, guy, Michael Hardman, Michael Hardman, Cornell Powell on your practice squad and on my bench in Dynasty. <laughs> they have Byron Pringle there too. Byron Pringle, uh, I think. Yeah, they do. Cut, they but. do. No, they they still have him. So I it just know. doesn't seem. Yes, there's upside if Josh Gordon signs, keeps his head down, is even a shell of what he once was. I get it, but like, where does he fit in on this team? He's he's on the I don't know if he's on the wrong Don't side of thirty, but he's an aging. Former athletic freak. He, like, yes, he's probably still in great shape, but he's not a burner. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not going 80 yards down the field where he's at the limit of Mahomes' arm anymore. I mean, what are the drugs like in Kansas City, too? I mean, you're going <laughs> to oh, worry about that. I think they mostly sip on scissor, but it's, we can use thing, Nelly as the, the St. Lunatics is, as a reference. Well, the thing is, is it's not the scissor. Every time that he touches the football, it's a week or two later, he, he goes Somebody's drugs. putting drugs so, on the football, so that, when that, he catches that's it, be he it. just does it. Uh, Logan Thomas pulled up lame, that's a, that's lame hammy. Uh, he was in for like a play, like a, a snap. It was, yeah, yep. It mm-hmm. was terrible. Same yep. with Big Will Fuller. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a broken finger's a yeah. I mean, it's a hamstring. Tape it up, buddy. <laughs> Chris Godwin uh, broke his finger last year. He's back in five minutes. I think he was out for a couple he weeks. A couple games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he had to have surgery. Though. Did you do you have any updates on Logan Thomas so far? I mean, I, have I no know updates I know on Logan Thomas. Monday, it, uh, they said it was hamstring right away, and, and that was it. And that was it. Okay. Um, it 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 doesn't bode well for a big dude to have his hamstring hurt. Yeah, so we'll we'll monitor that. Uh, David Montgomery, holy shit! If you're a Monty owner, I think you you held your breath quite a bit. It looks like he what he. Uh, he avoided an ACL tear, but you got an update about a hyperextension in the knee. Um, yeah, so I it, would think it's a multi-week thing. It is. Him. They they said it should be a couple of weeks before he plays the, plays on the field again. Yeah, they did say he's having an MRI on... Or maybe he already had it, and the update's coming Wednesday. They're expecting to give a real update on his knee on Wednesday um, after the first official practice of the week. But yeah, all, all indications are that he avoided any ACL damage or sprain even. Right. So I'll take a hyperextension over an ACL, even, even a low-grade sprain, so... Hopefully you have Damian Williams. He looked love good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, DJ Shark heading to the IR. So he fractured his ankle. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's done. He's he's out for the season. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
like fantasy season for sure. Hundred um, percent. It says heading to IR. He's not on IR yet. Maybe it's just because the week hasn't finished. It, 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 yeah, I mean, it is still Monday. We, we're starting to do these things earlier so that people can really. I mean, when we get to the hold them, fold them stuff. But Thursday, we'll have a better sense of. what I would think by Thursday he's on IR. If you have a fractured ankle and you're having surgery, like you're not going to be ready. What well, What was weird is that I saw that. Um, wow, Austin Eckler almost looked like you pulled that one out. Um, I saw on Yahoo it goes from oh he's out to IR. Then it went oh IR to out. Yeah. And, and I'm like. Make up your mind. Yahoo sucks. <laughs> like, I'm going to drop them, so it's not like a problem, but... <laughs> also, pro tip, move your leagues from Yahoo to Sleeper. Yeah, I'm a big Sleeper fan. Uh, Jimmy G. <laughs> so, yeah, gets his annual injury. Um, I'm not exactly... Oh, so it was a calf. Yeah. So Okay. He says he doesn't expect it to be super serious, but his exact quote was, maybe only miss a game or two. So, yeah, okay. so, you know what's dumb is mid-game, too, I get a report that says Jimmy G's out because someone stepped on his calf. And then later on, it was like, no, he has like a calf strain. And I'm like, what is it? Because Jimmy also said, I should be out for a little bit. And then Shanahan said he might be out for a bit. And then today it comes up that Shanahan, oh, come on. Shanahan comes out and says... Um, you know, he'll, he might actually be better off than what we expected. Yeah, Greg's oh, come on was in reference to Austin Eckler limping off the field with his annual hamstring injury. So, yeah, uh, he's getting ro- – it looks like he's getting stretched out by a trainer. But yeah, if Jimmy G – if somebody stepped on his calf and he's hurt, he's just a baby back bitch. Like, that's straight up facts. Well, I mean, it kind of might be facts that he is a baby back bitch. I think <laughs> we already knew that. But, uh, <laughs> he's just like, Trey, you want to play quarterback? I'm kind of sick of this. I'm going to sit on the sideline. It turns out I like that a lot better. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a news piece here about Chris Carson. You're going to see Alex Collins in the in the waiver wire uh, article. But Carson, touchdowns mean a lot in fantasy. And when you're scoring touchdowns, you, you stay relevant. But there's, there's a case to be made that uh, Chris Carson's not going to be on the field as as much anymore to get those touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, you see him seeding work to Alex Collins now, but you also saw the whole contract situation unfold in this past offseason where the Seahawks really weren't... Uh, they didn't want him. Yeah, right, exactly. He seemed like, you know, we'll take you because nobody else wants you and we're not going to really pay you that much. So, I mean, show up if you want. It just didn't seem like they had any dedication to him. So if Alex Collins is going to play like he did this past week... He could start eating into that even more than he is. I mean, in the waiver article, I think Scotty said he was almost up to a 40% snap share, yep. which is big when Chris Carson is supposed to be a stud guy. He got 48. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not on the field, you can't score a fantasy point. So yeah. uh, I skipped over this one in our docket. Uh, Joe Mixon has a low-grade ankle sprain. Uh, well, I don't know what I just did in the docket. But anyway, he's got a low-grade uh, ankle sprain. So Samaj P. Ryan's another guy that's going to be on the waiver article. Yep. I mean, I feel like with Mixon, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Mixon, but I feel like every every year there's something with Mixon. Yeah, this is just like the next step in a long list of lower body extremity injuries, whether it's an ankle or a foot. He just seems to always have something that nags him week to week. I don't think he's going to miss a ton of time, especially having 10 days. It looks like he's going to miss this week. Beyond that, I'm not sure, but... Who knows? I mean, he he's one practice, one step back away from missing multiple weeks. And then Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans have incre- I mean, massively increased roles. It's going to be Joe Mixon, who usually is your bell cow and does all the work, now subbed out for two guys splitting that down the middle. Yeah. And, and they have had a fairly good run game this year, too. So it's it, not saying that their offensive line is good because they're not, but they have 
produced well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with it. Uh, Austin Eckler's back on the field, by the way, if anyone uh, missed it. He's and back on the field. Fulgham. Fulgham. Fell full. That's not Fulgham. That's um, Guyton. Parham. Parham. Oh, Parham. Parham. Yeah, Parham. Parham. Excuse me. He's six foot eight. Pretty big guy. Yeah, he looks like a big boy. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll monitor that uh, on Thursday. We'll see how that. So looks. the annual injuries are starting to pop up. Yeah, yeah they're start, They're coming. Uh, here's another one. Teddy Bridgewater knocked out with a concussion. Uh, Drew Locke looked uh, like dog so shit. It's problem for so all bad. the pass catchers uh, in Denver. Uh, hey, hi. Uh, I'm I'm gonna combine this. Uh, Deshaun Watson to the Broncos. Anybody? Um, I, I don't think Bridgewater is going to miss much time, and I don't know what the Broncos would move back. for for Watson. So, I monitor the situation. If 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 Bridgewater is going to have lingering concussion effects, I know he's had concussions before, so maybe he will have a little bit more trouble getting back on the field. Then yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson to uh, to to Denver would be immense. I would say I would be shocked if the trade deadline goes by and Deshaun Watson's not traded yet. I would think I would think there's the 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 market's only going to go down as the lawsuits continue to go. So right, it's it's almost just what team's going to pull the trigger. And yeah, I his think, peak value is is I mean it's it's slipping through your hands. Yeah, the peak know? value's gone. It's just now going further down. Right. Uh. Anyway, we'll we'll monitor the Bridgewater stuff uh, because that that has a huge correlation to. Uh, to Sutton and all those guys. Um, am I gonna? I'll, I'll mention it. James Prochet caught a pass or two. He had twelve points. Yeah, he had twelve points. I can't, so, I can't get this exact line. Yeah. Saying I have no internet. But shout Rashard, out to Dicky. Once Rashard Bateman comes back next week, it won't matter. Uh, I think Devin this, Duvernay even caught one. This, this doesn't. This doesn't matter. It's just Dicky's sucked in fantasy, so we'll, we'll give him something good, something positive to to look at. Uh, anyway, okay, hold them, fold them. As we head into the week five waiver season, real questions. And Corey uh, does is this put you? Was this you? Ten team. It's a real question. Are you really facing these questions on who to hold fold? I'm facing it. Yeah, these are from my team. Okay, across okay. the board here. All right, so we're gonna start off with Juju. Uh, I'm I'm a big hold on Juju. Um, and it really my reasoning is he's on the field. He's still the wide receiver on the field the most. He's still getting targets. The touchdowns are going to come. I don't feel confident that Juju is going to be the wide receiver, too, that I was hoping he was going to be at the beginning of the season because Big Ben looks like shit. I just don't think that the free agency pool gives you a 95 snap percent wide receiver getting eight targets a game. And he only caught two balls at eight targets. Big Ben... I mean, those were uncatchable balls. Right. So, <laughs> so that, that's too. my that's my hesitation, right? I have Juju. <laughs> right now, he's he's in my starting lineup, like still week to week. And I'm, yeah, mine too. I'm thinking of skipping right over the bench portion where I sit on this guy and wait to just straight up dropping him for somebody else. But like you said, who do you drop him for? Well, while I can't say that I'm going to get somebody with a 95% snap share, I can easily pick somebody else up that's going to score me four or 2.1 points in the last two weeks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, no, it's a, it's a legitimate concern. It is, it, the, and the hard thing is, and I think we get we get tied to this a lot, is like, I know that Juju is better than this. Yeah. What I don't know is that Big Ben is better than this anymore because he right. missed Juju on two touchdowns that he should have had this week. And Juju was pissed on the sideline. If you saw him, he's like, friggin' hit me, dude. Like I'm, oh, he was I'm wide open. open. He's, I mean, he's probably pissed off that he turned down multiple offers right. to go to multiple. I mean, he, turned he could down be on the, the Raiders, Chiefs. the Chiefs, yeah. the, the the Ravens. Yep. The Ravens yeah. probably don't pick Bateman. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, too, with Juju is your trust is gone. It's it's. 
not that I want to drop him off my team, um, and I don't know if there's ever going to be a time, because I'm sure he was going to get his day. He's going to get a touchdown. He's going to get some 10, 15-point days. But it, it's the trust of when to know to start him, and he could just be a cog in the machine, you know, this whole season. And it's it's just – it's hurt. it hurts, but – Unless unless something drastic happens with Big Ben or, or even a, a change at quarterback or a massive you know two massive injuries in, in the wide receiver core, you know this is how it's going to look like for for Juju like just up and down all season. Right. I was actually talking to Mango recently about trying to put like a stat together to come up with like fantasy points versus actualized or realized fantasy points where I can say. Yes, like Tyreek Hill, I get 100% actualized fantasy points every year because I know I can start him week in and week out. Regardless of if he gives me two points one week, I know he's still in my lineup the next week. Juju now gave me four and 2.1 back-to-back. I don't start him, and he goes out and gets me 15 points. I shouldn't get credit for those as actualized points because more than likely they were scored on your bench. Yeah. There's no faith. Like you said, there's no trust. There's no faith in putting him in your lineup anymore, which leads me to believe that he would be a hold candidate, and I need to figure out a way to like aggregate this stat and not have to do it manually, but it'd be sweet. Yeah, so I mean, they have. I, I'm thinking in my head how we can do it. It's not. It, it's ideas, not something but. that you, you'd really be able to determine very well unless you went into a sample size of many different managers. Well, you lineups. would. You would have but to go on a week by week basis and find. You out would what just have to look to see and say, hey, you know what? The the weeks where he's 50 percent started, I'll take the points for those games, and then I'll drop everything else. I guess you then. could. I guess you could find it that way and match the columns, but yeah. more or less finding out, you know, what their actual, you know standard you know week you know wide receiver one to wide receiver two week would be versus what their wide receiver six yeah. week oh, yeah, well, like that, individual that's... team composition would matter if yeah. i have 15 wide receiver ones and then juju i'm like obviously i would not know none of his ones so, yeah, histograms histograms you yes. start bucketing shit yes how many one point weeks did he have how many you know weeks at... I, I could get real nerdy with this <laughs> uh but yeah well histogram so, is just a button now <laughs> well, yeah, it's disabled data. You click the you, you still, highlight you still it. Need you it. Click you still Instagram. need it. You still need to get the the data. Anyway, uh, it's going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold Juju. He he's on warning for me. I'm just not ready to put him in free agency. Yeah, I'm gonna hold him. I'm giving him one more week. But he gives you single point, single digit points this week. Or let's say sub five points this week. He's off. Yeah, I mean it's not. If he gives me nine. It's okay. I'll hold him again. Yeah. As I've said, it's, it's he. He might Stasia. be. He might be on my team the whole season and still be very difficult to you play. Just, you just never start him. Uh, Will Fuller. This is one I have never believed in. I'm. I'm gonna. I've been, a, I've been a big Will Fuller bust guy this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm gonna fold Fuller just if he's. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with Will Fuller. So the most recent update I've got is that he's out for the coming week against the Bucks. Probably wouldn't want to play him that much anyways. And then it's week to week after that. Yeah. So I'm probably holding him and seeing if he can make it back. But if you held Will Fuller, you held him through his suspension. He kind of sucked for two games, and now he got hurt in the first snap of one. Well, he didn't play the week two either. Yeah, he was hurt. True. Cause so, he, no, he wasn't hurt. Sus- it was a personal Yeah, reason. suspension, personal play. issue. Bad game, or whatever, a couple points. Yeah. Injury to his finger in the first drive, and now he's going to miss week five. So, I mean, if you're holding him, you've expected to get zero out of him, so it's kind of like an expectation versus reality. But You've expected to get zero, but you've been duped because you were like, oh, I'm excited, I'm going to play him, right. and then he got duped. And you've and been then, burned twice. And then you're like, all right, well, least. he needed that one week, and then he got you get burned again. A lot of managers that probably have him are like, I'm not going to do this. I mean, yeah, you might as well have just had Michael Thomas sit on your bench for the six weeks that Will Fuller is going to be in. His high on the season is 5.5. That's not, that, that's bad. 
So, and, and in my personal opinion, again, I, I said it in the, the offseason, I just don't know how his success with Tua is going to go once they even do get the right. connection. Going. I was actually happier that it was going to be Brissett because I was like, maybe he I can bomb it to him, and now he's off the field. So, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm holding him for one more week, but no, that's not true. I'm going to fold him. I would say if, if you can go out and pick up any of the wide receivers that we have on waivers this week, A.J. Green, Cephas, Darnell Mooney, Jamison Crowder, yeah, I'd probably draw the line there. Alan Lazard, I'd think about, but probably not. Yeah, I mean, and this is this There's is also bigger guys left over from last week. Emmanuel Sanders yeah. performed again. Yep. Um, well, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell's still like twenty nine percent owned too. So if you're in one of those leagues where Kenneth Gainwell's out there, you drop Fuller now. Um, you can also, I mean, and this this is also another you know idea of you know you don't cut the guy just to cut him, but on name alone, you might be able to get something for Will Fuller. Uh, Alan Robinson. I'm a, I'm a massive hold on Allen Robinson. Something has to yep. click for him. I mean, if if I go in the order of the three wide receivers we just talked about, it's A. Rob, Juju, and then Fuller. Uh, but I'm I'm keeping A. Rob. I'd pick up A. Rob with a lot of fab if I saw him sitting out there. So there's yeah. no way I'm folding him. <laughs> he's done next to nothing, and he's another one of those guys yep. that like on name you could probably move him in part of a package deal and just try to push somebody over the top based on who we all think or all know he can be. He hasn't been anywhere near that. Like. He hasn't even broken double digits on the year, which is terrible for him. Yep. And, but and Fields, he's a bench player. He can't be in your starting lineup. And Fields had a decent game. But, yeah. you know, we're, Mooney. We, we are going to, we have Mooney had a good game too. Uh, unreal. Cause it's like, you know, I wanted to play Mooney. I started him twice this year. And then, you know, of course he goes off when you sit him. That's, yep. that's what sucks about some fantasy. But you, you couldn't play the, couldn't play them and and like what, what did I've been mentioning about A Rob? You know, it's, it's going to take a few more weeks, but he will pop off the, back half of the season when Matt Nagy's not the coach. Yeah, the tough thing is like <laughs> if you're a if you're a 10 team 5 to 6 bench <laughs> squad, he's hard to hold. Like there are guys yeah. out there, your your bench is probably very solid and there are guys out there that you could replace him with. But I don't know that I would. I don't know that I no, could. He, yeah, at this point, you just well, you gotta almost ride. Because the, the, the week you drop him, he scores fifteen, and you're like, son of a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And you or, don't or sell hold him, right him and now. then sell him when that happens. Right, yeah. but you don't sell him right now. Uh, Devin Singletary, I'm folding him. Yeah, I'm folding him. I'll tell you what, I have Zach Moss right, and I had after those couple touchdown games, and I was like trying to sell him. And, like people are like declining it left and right. I'm like, I thought I was like a blowaway offer. Because I was going for like an IR guy yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, come, like Derek Judy or something like that. And everyone's still, no, no, no. I'm like, why the, the perception of this backfield is so bad. Nobody wants any of these players. Even if, even if one of them is performing better than the other, they're, they're going to know. The other one's in the back room. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't want Singletary. I don't, I don't want Moss. I don't, I have to have him because <laughs> he's, he's got what I perceive to be some value, but nobody likes him. Yeah, I had Singletary sitting on my bench on a team where I had CMC and Zeke, so CMC goes down. I'm like, I'll just plug in Singletary. It'll be fine. It was not fine. I'm done with him. I mean, that's a it's a 40 nothing blowout, and he can't give you double-digit points. Like, you have no value to me. If, if that's not the game where you're going to put a positive game script together for yourself, then you need to buzz off. Like, I've, you, you know, he has no trade value either. I, I tried a couple, Singletary and Juju, who I have on the same team, for like, I'm I'm not even talking about top tier guys. I'm talking about mid tier. Miles Sanders, some uh, IR guys. Like, 
and nobody's going for it. I even yeah. tried to give Moss to the guy that had Singletary. Still got declined. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, <laughs> these guys just have they have such little value, and they both still get in each other's way. It's almost the same yeah. as Hendy and Sony Michelle right now. It's like you guys yeah. are brutal together. But it was the same thing last Good year too. So it's like <laughs> it's like we've learned with this backfield because yep. it was the same thing last year. Oh. Oh, they're going to get a roughing the punter call. Nice. Uh, Robert Tunyon, we talked about this last week. He was a fold last week. He's a fold this week. He's a fold. He's streamable. It's it's streamable right. territory. If you're not scoring every single week as a tight end, you're streamable. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And his, his, I mean, his snap share is down. His targets are down. Everything is down across the board. Well, yeah, Randall Cobb's more involved. <laughs> Did you notice he had the two touchdowns this week? Yeah, I bashed Randall Cobb in our pod last week. I was like, oh, weird move to go and get this guy and not even throw to him two touchdowns right in my face. Yeah, Aaron yeah, Rodgers heard. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers heard. Aaron Rodgers heard me bashing Liz- him like two years ago. I wasn't let it go. The Lizard King. He's like, uh, hey, uh, Aaron, <laughs> you might want to pro- listen to this. Friend of the program. <laughs> the Komodo Dragon. Uh, Tyson Williams. Oh, he's, he, a- he's fold. Uh, so he's a hold for me, um, based on what he did before, and that nobody really came out and impressed me. I know Lat got the 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 number one quarter uh, running back reps, oh, but and he then, is so bad. Uh, yeah, he didn't look good, and then Lev Bell really didn't do anything at all. So to me, this could be a, a like a shifting weekly kind of landscape for the running backs. So I'm gonna hold him for one more week. If he's a scratch again next week, yeah, 100 percent fold him, get rid of him. But he is the That's the most point. effective runner at this point on that team, and if if Harbaugh doesn't see that, I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. Yeah, I mean, it's the inactive is weird, but I don't know if you give up on it just yet. If it's an inactive again two weeks in a row, then you you just you just fold them and pick someone up during you know a Sunday. But you know, I, I don't quite understand it. We'll see what happens with it. I mean, was free was Devontae Freeman active? Like, yeah. So Freeman, Bell, and Lat Murray were, but not, were active, and that's Williams. that's one of the reasons why I want to fold them. But yeah, that, I mean, it's a good point that everybody else stunky could be active next week. I just. They activated Bell on Saturday and then made Tyson inactive on Sunday. So I don't – it kind of seemed like this was all preconceived. The, the Ravens knew what they were doing, and they wanted to do this for a little while. So, Well, I mean, it makes – I mean, Tyson Williams was the guy right there through the preseason. So he's the one that knew the snaps, that, you know, knew the offense. That's why, you know, he was out there. And, you know, to see him not play now, I mean, it, it makes sense if that's what they want to do going forward. Sure, whatever. But – I mean, I think he was an undrafted guy or something like that. But who knows? Honestly, they could they could cut Lat or Lev or Devontae, you know, tomorrow, and we could be seeing Tyson on the field again. Yeah. All right. Well, keep an aim out for him, or keep an keep an eye out if you see his name dropped in your league. Uh, Rondell Moore. I, fold. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fold him as well. Yes. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to do with Arizona players. Like, Kirk Moore and A.J. Green is a, like, do we have a three-sided coin? Like, we don't know what the hell's going to happen. Quite honestly, you could make it four-sided because DeAndre Hopkins hasn't done anything the last two weeks either. I know he's dealing with some nagging yeah. injuries, but, like, you expect at least 10 out of them. He's he's giving you three and 8.7. If that's the production you're getting from where you took DeAndre Hopkins, you're like, what the hell am I doing? All of this while they're scoring 37 points. I was, I was just yeah. going to say, too. Yeah, yeah they, they're doing they're scoring these points, and these guys aren't involved. I think like, I think we've seen a lot of his James Conner on the goal line is punching these balls in. Yeah. Where last year they would have thrown it, and Kyler Murray would be rushing him in, or you know whatever. He's still kind of doing that. But DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, they're not the red zone target that they need. They just say, "Hey, Conner, why don't you punch it in, dude?" And he's like, "Yeah, no problem, got you." Yeah. Except when he fumbles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about Rondell Moore, but. 
I, I wouldn't, you know, hold them up on my team if I have someone out there that I can absolutely go pick up. If I needed to go pick up, you know, Samaj P. Ryan or um, who's Damian Williams. Damian Williams for this week, I'm doing that. Yeah, that's an, that's an easy drop to me. I mean, you would be holding Rondell Moore based on one week. That's not enough. Thing is, is that you, Christian Kirk, mo- it's, most people just picked up Rondell Moore. That's the problem. Yeah, right. right? If you just That's dropped 15 the on the waiver wire. Week. Yeah, you just yeah. drop 15. You're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. Hey, listen. You know it doesn't slow me down. I picked up Kadarius Tony for five bucks. Dro- dropped him to pick up Lev Bell, who I dropped for Kadarius Tony in the same week. Yeah, I mean, I've and, dropped and picked up Colin Johnson all year. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I mean, these are the risk awards you gotta make with these guys. I mean, this is what this is what Randall Moore's Rondell Moore's season is gonna be. He's in a great offense that's scoring a shit ton of points, but he's He's going to be streaky. So, uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, massive fold for me. Uh, just a complete flop for Robbie Anderson this season. So, I'm going the other way. Oh, I'm going solid hold. He First time all season we saw an uptick, uptick in targets. I know the Panthers threw the ball a lot because they are battling it out with Dallas. But if that's the script that we're going to look at a little bit more with their premier corner and J.C. Horn going down for a little bit, if this is going to be how the defense trends and they're going to struggle to keep teams – at least the elite teams limited. Like they play Philly, Minnesota. Those are a couple games that could turn into shootouts. And after that, it gets a little dicey. Well, the Giants, that could be, that could I mean, be them throwing the ball. But he, either way, if he's going to see seven targets, I think he saw 11, 11 targets, sorry, five catches, 46 yards. I'm not cutting them now if I've held them to this point. I, I, I guess I can, I can see that uh, the way I look at it is like he finally got the volume and he just didn't do anything with it. Right, it was all. You know I mean? It was still all underneath stuff. Like, and, and it's ten like yards in. Not, he's not running those routes that Robbie Anderson's run. He, you know, he his season's still hanging on that one catch he had in week one. Like, I can understand people wanting to hold him. I just, again, it kind of like in my opinion, it goes back to kind of what Craig said. If you need a Samaj P. Ryan or a Damian Harris, I'm gonna kind of. But I think where you're coming from is like Robbie Anderson's still a good enough talent that if you give him 11 targets every week. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. So and, and be, me, be I, the tiebreaker. To me, I feel and put him in the same category as Juju and A. Rob right now, where I'm I'm still going to wait wait it out. He's too big of a name for me not to want to wait and see. And I think in the opposite of Juju and A. Rob's situation, he has a quarterback that he can actually grow with versus the other two's are just I, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. There's also the very important point that Sam Darnold is leading the league in rushing touchdowns. <laughs> It's awesome. So if he stops Sam scampering, scampering these in from 10 to 15 yards What is out Sam Darnold in fantasy right now? Like quarterback five? It's got to be something like that. Really good. But <laughs> if he if he stops running those balls in from 10 to 15 out and he throws the ball to anybody, I mean, hopefully it's Robbie Anderson. He's still probably the biggest receiver there. But so far it's been DJ Moore. DJ Moore has taken Killed it. those routes that Robbie's Unreal supposed to be to running. Say. They're supposed to be Robbie's routes. Robbie's rub routes. <laughs> Robbie's rub D- routes? DJ Moore gets DJ's and Robbie's. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean... I, I think I think uh, we're we're gonna we'll consensusly hold Robbie Anderson. I'll begu- begrudgingly hold yeah, him. Quarterback five, same um, Damn. All right, buy low, sell high. Damian Harris. Tom. Damian Harris. Uh, did, did you know Damian Harris ran the most routes that he's ever run <laughs> as a Patriot? I mean, so he had to, right? There's the there's the update on on Yahoo, and I was like, wait a second, hold on. Uh, so I, I went and checked it out. Damian Harris was on the field. Damian Harris is running routes. They didn't bring in, you know, they didn't just automatically give Brandon Bolden the James White role or, uh, JJ Taylor, who by the way, fumbled. Um, I think Damian Harris has played a bad, a bad, uh, 
a bad game script two weeks ago, and they just played a fantastic Buffalo defense in probably what you could consider another negative uh, game script. So I think that you could go out and get Damian Harris for literal peanuts right now, and he's a starting running back who's on the field. Like, I'm not afraid of Brandon Bolden or J.J. Taylor or Ramondre Stevenson. Like, there's no Zach Moss, Devin Singletary bullshit going on here. And Damian Harris has already shown that he's a good enough running back. So, like, I'm not saying he's going to go out and explode and be, like, this great running back. But you're talking about a guy who's going to be, like, a low-end RB2 that you could probably get for, like, a wide receiver three. Like, that's kind of where I'm looking at it, like... Take yeah. it for what it is. You get a starting running back for nothing. Yeah, I mean, this week against Tampa, whoop de didn't do anything. Nobody's done it. Zeke Elliott didn't do anything against Tampa. So yep. what do we care? Like he's then he's on pa- he's on par with the elites. Um, JJ Taylor and, and Ramondre Stevenson might never touch the ball again. Yeah, after these after yeah. their fumble problems, we haven't seen Ramondre since his and JJ has he's been inactive, ruined yeah. the game. Oh, we so. may never see JJ Taylor on the Patriots play snap again. That being said, I'm sick of seeing Brandon Bolden. So if we get rid of him and just play Damian Harris as a three down back, I prefer that. Or bring in Marlon Mack. Thank you very much, Craig. Who's your buy low? Cortland Sutton. Oh, I, I teased it this earlier. Guy? Do you, do you like him? You've I, never mentioned I, him before. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, it makes it makes no sense why I would pick a guy like this. I, I've never <laughs> I've never once liked him or talked good about him. Um, the thing is, is, he's been he's he's still putting up like a like a fair enough number where you you don't hate him if you have him on your team, but you also don't like that you're not getting those big numbers that you would expect. But it is week four; he is coming off the ACL surgery, so. It really does look like it might need to take some time. You know, it has happened with with most receivers that return or, or, or running backs that return. We talked about Saquon early this year. You know, sometimes it, it will take some time. Um, I'm not that afraid of what Derek Carr would do versus what Teddy Bridgewater would do when it comes with Cortland Sutton. I think that he's just going to be the guy at some point mid year, and it's he's just going to take off. And and right now he's so viable in. in not saying that he he won't be viable throughout the entire year, but he's worth peanuts right now, and I think that there's no there's no reason why you shouldn't go and try and get a guy that might be disappointing someone. Right, he's still the alpha in that in that offense, and if Judy, and, if Judy comes back, I think it only serves to help him exactly. And th- yeah, that's that's the other thing too is like it, my pe- people that don't understand the game of football yeah. might think that it'll take. Take right, targets away. Targets away. Mm. But we, you, you, when you bring the safety down, it lets a six foot four wide receiver like this really start to shine. Yeah. You know, the week that Jerry Judy got hurt before he got hurt was the week that you know uh, Sutton went off for 159 receiving yards. Exactly. Like, he didn't get a touchdown, but he got 159 receiving yards. Like, dude, there's not many receivers that can do that. You know, that it's not like a two catch. 159 or three catch 159 <laughs> yeah. you know he's not Tyree Kill I mean there's not many you know that that, that do that oh yeah big time uh, I'm also trying to buy a receiver this week very low AJ Brown he's actually hurt with a hamstring we don't even know if he's going to come back next week but that's why I want to buy him now before he pops big he hasn't popped big at all this year he's like I think his highest 12 and a half points and then like a five-point game, and then he stunk, and then he had his his sit-out last week for uh, trying to get healthy. But I think on top of A.J. Brown's own personal struggles, you can point towards Julio Jones' struggles and Ryan Tannehill's struggles and the fact that the Titans just lost to the fucking Jets' struggles. So all of that wrapped up into one cute little bow should be able to net you A.J. Brown at not, you know, 
bargain bin discounts, but a, a hearty 25% off discount for his normal wide receiver one pricing should get you down to a wide receiver two, wide receiver three territory. And if you can package a running back and a wide receiver that can replace him in the short term for a guy who's either at the bottom of the league because of him or at the top of the league despite him, you might be able to do something well uh, and benefit your team. What happened? Oh, char- okay. So Chargers, 4th and 11, just lined up to punt it, and they ran a trick play. Oh, there's our boy Hunter Renfro. Ran a trick play, almost completed the pass, but the receiver dropped it uh, going out of bounds. I, I shouldn't say dropped it. Hunter Renfro hit him hard enough that loosened the ball, and it was incomplete. So watch this. So here it goes. Renfro pops oh, the ball wow. right out. Playing safety. <laughs> Good, scrappy gym rat move right there. He's a, he's a player. Interesting. Do you have Hunter Renfro in your IDP leagues, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Point. Scotty, who's your buy low? A-Rob guy? Yeah, and all the points we kind of made on his, you know, uh, hold the fold segment on Allen Robinson. Meow, meow, Allen Robinson. And his sell high is Cordero Patterson, who's the same as yours, Craig. So why don't you take that one away? Yeah, I'll just I'll just go in for it. I mean, it makes no sense why he's doing as good as he is. <laughs> all right, but I'll tell you one thing: someone that even half knows fantasy football will still like even knows knows enough about fantasy football that's playing playing a little bit will still see the number thirty and go, "Yes, I will accept." And it does not matter, you know what. What you could offer for right now, I, th- I think you could honestly offer anything or a package with Cordero Patterson and go for anyone. I mean, he's got three weeks in a row in the double-digit points, and last week he put up three touchdowns. It's, it makes no sense in the world, but I'll, I'll gladly go ahead and get a return on it because this is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. And if it is all season long, then it's a giant Arian Foster to... <laughs> Is it, yeah, that, I mean, that was I'm, the guy, right, from Houston? Yeah, yeah the running yeah. back. Yeah, the, I mean, the, I I think too the the thing with Cordero Patterson is you sell him as high as you can, get as much. If he goes off and he does well, like I'm willing to be wrong about that. I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, I'm a Cordero Patterson truther. It's like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always talk about in statistics, you have regression to the mean. And we've seen like 10 years of the mean of Cordero Patterson. And it is not this. It's not, it's not, it's not. Like, okay, somebody, somebody, I saw an article. It was like the Falcons Daily News or some shit. And it was like, the, some, a team has finally figured out how to use Cordero Patterson. It's like, no, 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 no. They've gotten lucky. And some teams can't defend a pass-catching running back. And you've happened to match up with them. And Cordero Patterson has, made them pun- uh, has punished them for it. This is not going to happen for the full season. If it does, I'll eat those words. But like you said, I'm not going to be the guy tied to Cordell Patterson for 16 no. games. You you couldn't pay me to. Mm-hmm. Okay, you could pay me. It was a freaking fantasy football. Yeah, so many people me. that there's so many people <laughs> that need running backs too. It's like, I mean, you might need a running back, and that's why you have them on your team playing running back. But there's so many teams that will gladly like be like, I, I'm going to go pursue Patterson, field the offers, tell everyone, and then yeah. try and get. Just get rid of him. Get AJ Brown and Cortland Sutton and Robinson. You can get. I think you can get more than that, which is the scary thing. (sighs) You want to take a year sell high? Yeah, my sell high is Dalton Schultz. I've been trying to sell him in every freaking format, but I'm trying to get an absolute trade rape going on. So, Uh, but no, I I mean realistically, Dalton Schultz has been on the field a ton. He was on there for almost eighty percent of snaps last week. I think the thoughts of Blake Jarwin looming are, are all but gone. Jarwin continues to not really do anything, while Dalton Schultz, on the other hand, has seven targets and eight targets in back-to-back games and six catches in both contests with two touchdowns the game before and a touchdown again this past week. 
if Dak Prescott's going to look to him while Amari Cooper is nursing his ribs and CeeDee Lamb has kind of struggled to get involved as much as we had expected, good. Be the guy that owns the Dallas Cowboys tight end. Like, Jason Witten was a stud tight end to own in fantasy for, like, 10 years. So, get Dalton Schultz. He's 25. He's 6'5", 240. Like, this guy runs like a goddamn gazelle. He's who Dak Prescott's looking to and plays breakdown. He's smart enough to come back to the ball and then can still do stuff after the catch. Oh, it sounds like, oh, Corey, hey, why don't you just hold this guy on your team? You love him so much. He's not going to do it all season. Right. Eventually, CD's going to figure it out. Amari's going to get healthy. Sell him now before he goes back to the five, six, seven-point games. In which case, for a tight end, he's still kind of streamable, but you could probably net yourself a Jared Cook plus a piece that could do just that. Yeah. I wouldn't even bother. I'd just go pick up somebody else, but you know what I mean. I was going to say, like, even just because of his his position at tight end, like, there's so many other streamable options, like... I sat Mark Andrews this week, and I think it's a hit because he scored nine points, but he was tight end ten. Yeah. So it's like, what are you, what right. are you gonna do? Exactly. Uh, you can find other guys, and if you can get more talent for trading a tight end, that's great. Um, I, I'm selling Antonio Gibson, um, and I, I did, I did this last week, and then he like just absolutely came out of nowhere and was just the most efficient running back that he's ever been. Um, so maybe this is just more of a warning shot to, you know, light a fire in his ass. Clearly he listens. Uh, my, my thing with Antonio Gibson is that he's not been an efficient runner this year. Uh, he, he feels and looks sluggish. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't look at him like this explosive multi versatile back. Who's just going to be like the next CMC. Like I look at him as like a poor man's, CMC like he's <laughs> Matt Forte. He just doesn't do anything that's overly special, uh, but he's been scoring touchdowns. So it's been making his fantasy floors look really, really big. And, and there are going to be games where he gets 20 points. I mean, that's just undoubted. I mean, that's going to happen, but you can take an Antonio Gibson and go package him with somebody and go get yourself CMC. Take take Cordero Patterson and Gibson and go get yourself CMC. Go get yourself Zeke, get Kamara. Get a high efficient back who's proven to to be able to play up to what a first round pick is. I was never sold that Antonio Gibson was a top twelve back, um, or or even a top ten back. Um, I should have said that in reverse. Um, but you know what I mean. I don't. I don't like inefficient running backs that all they they rely on touchdowns. I mean, I e Chris Carson. You know what I mean. Like it's yeah. it's just. I want you to do something as a run. I want you to be able to support my fantasy team without relying on having to score a touchdown. Right, That's like, what I, I want, want you like to do. 120 all-purpose yards right. almost weekly. And if you happen to score, then we're talking 18 to 20 points. Right. That's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be at 15 points and, you know, touch the ball 20 some odd times and only get 80 yards. Like, what right. are we doing? Right, right, right. That's not what I drafted you to do. That being said, send me some deals for Antonio Gibson. We'll make it happen. I mean, he's he's gonna. It's, Josh it's going to does be, that for me. It's it's <laughs> this going. Is why, to, you know, this is a is a is a trend. Tom doesn't like those running backs that get the ball a lot that don't produce well with it. <laughs> Just keep it. To, but that's hey, Josh Jacobs has done well for me uh, up until I'm, this I'm, year. I'm not a Josh Jacobs fan either, but uh, no, I right. know that's what I'm saying. Like you're yeah. consistent with your take. Uh, stop playing with my emotions, CD Lamb. You mother. <laughs> Listen. The Cowboys went out and scored 36 points and he only got two targets. I don't I didn't get a chance to watch the game. So I they really got they got tight end happy. 
because they did the same thing with Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper didn't get that much work either. He didn't get a touchdown. But, but, but. but what I'm saying is, is that I don't know if it wasn't that CD wasn't getting open. I don't know if Dak just wasn't looking his way. I don't know if it was specific that they were looking at the tight ends. I don't know. I mean, Zeke ran absolutely wild all over them. Is is that what it is? But two targets in a game where you score 36 points, it, this is just really more or less like a personal vendetta uh, <laughs> against C.D. Lamb right now, a rant. It's, it's me trying to talk him up. I need C.D. Lamb to be getting open on 80% of the route setting runs. I need him to be catching the ball. I need him to be scoring touchdowns. I need him to be... Dak Prescott's right-hand man. Fuck Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, he can, he can suck all he wants. I need CD to be better than this. <laughs> well, the thing is, they've been sending CD deep downfield. Like, a, a lot, a lot. Yeah, like they've been posts, running him crazy. Routes. Like, he's running a ton of routes. He's just not getting looks because he's throwing it short to Amari Cooper. He's throwing it to Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown and all these other guys. Yeah. Like, it's problematic that his that CD's usage has somehow just become deep threat. It's not. He's not Robbie Anderson. He can run all the routes. Get him with the ball in his hand. Yeah. Well, he's the DJ Moore. You know. He should. I mean, and that's. Yeah. I. It. Is, I guess it is a little problematic if he's running downfield as, as much as he is. I. I again. I haven't seen the. T- I will at some point go back and probably watch the game because I'm a little. I'm a little peeved. Well, I think I think both um, Schultz and then uh, Jarwin ended up getting like 20 targets each. Um, not each together combined. combined. Right. Yeah. Um. So mine is what we've already kind of hinted on, so I won't go deeper into it. But, you know, Damian Harris was a breakout player of mine this year, and it started off that it was looking out great. I mean, he had 23 rushing attempts, 16 rushing attempts. Um, but then he's followed it up with six and four. Um, we kind of expected this uh, against Tampa Bay, uh, that he wasn't going to really get that much work because they were going to, you know, try and do a lot of other you know, short dump off plays and, and Harris is not the pass catching back. But, you know, when you see Brandon Bolden in there and really like what 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 can Brandon Bolden do more than what Damian Harris could? I mean, if, if is he really that bad at catching the ball that, that you have to put in a lesser running back? Like it doesn't make sense. I'd like to see the Patriots go out and get a guy like Duke Johnson, someone that can actually get the ball, um, you know, uh, running and receiving. But Damian Harris doesn't seem like it, it, it's – it makes sense why he can't be the guy. You know, he did catch hey, balls did, in they Alabama. Did run, they did run him on routes this week, so that's positive. But that's that's what's that's what's really upsetting me is like what why why the dip with Damian Harris? I mean, the fumble was week one, and you still gave him sixteen touches week two. He hasn't dropped it since. So like, why now? Uh, James White's hip. That's why. <laughs> you are right over there. You should turn your mic off. You just. <laughs> If mics could smell, they'd smell your armpit right now. <laughs> I had to sneeze. I sneezed um, in my arm like a human. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I, you know, Damian Harris is going to find his way into the whole fold section uh, in a couple more weeks. So, you want to talk about your uh, darling child? Yeah, I get a bone to your pick. T- your twenty-eight-year-old darling child. Bone to pick with Mike Davis here, you bum. You are seeding all of this work to Cordero <laughs> fucking Patterson. And it's ticking me off. I drafted you. I didn't even draft you. I signed you in free agency in Dynasty. Thank God, only a two-year contract. But last year, it's not It's not like Mike Davis can't catch the ball. It's the same kind of thing Craig was saying about Damian Harris. Like, Mike Davis can catch the ball. Last year, we saw him take eight targets, nine targets, ten targets. Like, he averaged over five targets a game and, and also over five catches. And he put a lot of yardage in there. Like, there's no reason that Mike Davis needs to be a between-the-tackles runner exclusively i mean this year 
he's has one game of six targets and one of seven, and then the last two weeks he's four and two. That's just not enough. If you're making your running back one-dimensional, he's on the field. He's still on the field for over 60% of snaps, but if he's on the field and everybody knows what he's doing, then nobody's being helped out, and that's probably why the Falcon offense seems so anemic. Like, okay, Cordell Patterson's in, he's running around, he's catching the ball. Mike Davidson, he's running the ball. Where's where's the illusion? Where's the where's the dressing it up? Where's the the motions and yada yada yada? And maybe the Falcons just aren't built like that this year. Calvin Ridley's been down across the board too, but I yeah, think it all stink. I think it all starts with Mike Davis, and not even Mike Davis, but it starts with the play calling and the way he's used. I don't think his talent has disappeared overnight. I think he's still a viable running back. He's still averaging around just under ten points, but. He's not having these 15, 20-point breakout games, which they signed him to do. They looked at last year and said, oh, Mike Davis, you can be a bell cow running back. And they go, like, oh, shit, we got Cordell Patterson. Maybe we should use him. And then Mike Davis falls by the wayside. Figure it out. Get it together. Be smarter. Stop yeah. being the Falcons. Stop blowing leads. 88% chance of winning this week. Lost. Yeah, no, that sounds that's I typical. Mean, I mean, what was the win percentage? Uh, 28 to 3. Oh, my God. It had to be 95. It was 100. It was 100. Yeah. <laughs> they, we they broke found, the They found the way to break the statistic. Tom Brady broke the calculator. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is, uh, that's podcast 163. Um, so let's see. Whole fold. We went over some news. Got our uh, buy low, sell highs. We got a waiver wire article that's going to be up on the website um, October 5th, so Tuesday of this week. So go and check that out. You get our fab bids for that. I believe burners are still hitting some college um, games. So follow TSF Bookburners on Twitter for some of those. I don't think big, he, I don't big think matchups this week in college football. I don't Four think they did that well. Playoff. Really? Yeah. You're going to bet it? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. If if it's Penn State, it was this is this is the this is the game because I'm a big Penn State fan. They their defense has been great. Their offense has really looked like it squeaked by. Whatever the over under is against Penn State and Iowa, keep an eye on that. I would take the under if it's like anything around 50 points or higher because it just does not seem like they can put together a competent offense. But their you defense should, is you great. Should, you should tell the burners that. Well, I'll talk. I'll talk to them. This is a it's a massive game. Like yeah. it's gonna be you know this will be covered by Barstool and. All of them. A lot of uh, playoff implications for whoever wins that game. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. they're both five and zero. Oh. Yeah, I mean, right now in the Big Ten, it's you know Michigan's five and zero, oh, Iowa's five and zero, oh, Penn State's five and zero, oh, and then. So you said they're ranked fourth, fourth and fifth in the nation. So if one yes. team goes six and zero, oh, do you think they just jump up to? Two, three. No, Alabama's still up there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, then they make them play the SEC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, there, there's no match. Anytime that they've played an SEC team, anyone from the Big Ten. I mean, Ohio State just just barely squeaked by Clemson last year. Yeah. No, I shouldn't say barely squeaked by because they did actually do you know put a put a pretty good game against them, but it did take two years of <laughs> learning how to beat Trevor Lawrence, and they finally did it. Uh, but yeah, Big Ten versus SEC. They, come on, that's there's no there's no comparison. It's a whole different league. Yeah. But yeah, I mean we'll have so we'll have more bookmarks picks. We'll have some articles for you. We'll have our start sits later this week. Yeah, you you and Scott are even putting a couple of articles up there. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, pop so out a lot good. more for y'all. Yeah, little little uh, reading material. It's always good. Okay, all right. Well, we're heading into week five. We got another podcast on Friday as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Top Shelf Fantasy, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid.
Stables. Stables.